You know, as parents and authors, that we want the very best for our kids. We want to empower them and to give them the confidence to make huge decisions and have big goals. And yet, it seems that the smallest, simplest changes are the ones that make the biggest difference. I learned a lot from talking to my friend, Erin Tarr. Erin is a confidence coach for teens and tween girls, the creator of Fierce and Flourish Empowerment Program, a thought leader in her youth confidence space, and a best-selling author, keynote speaker, educator, and confidence coach with over 20 years of experience. I hope you enjoy our talk with Erin Tarr. Welcome to the Power of Kids Books broadcast, where we believe kids' books are a catalyst for empowering and inspiring generational change. Today, I have a guest. Her name is Erin Tarr. She's a confidence coach. She's a mom, and she's so much more. Oh, and she's a good friend now. <laughs> I'd like to welcome Erin to the show. Hi, Erin. Hello, Dory. Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited to chat. I am too. You've been a busy lady too. I've been following your kids. Your girls are so busy. Can you give us a couple of things that's going on with you right now? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I am an educator. I am a mom of three, like you said, and they go all the places. I'm a theater mom. So I'm not a soccer mom. I'm a theater mom. So I've got kids in shows at any given time. There is at least two shows happening in our house, uh, sometimes with the same child. But uh, I think we were in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different productions last year oh, wow. um, between, That's a between my kids. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. And it's fun to watch them on stage and do their thing and, and just become their, their most confident self while they're doing something amazing. So yeah. Oh, well, the we mom like with a mom we'll like you, it. I can't imagine they wouldn't take on the world, Aaron. Honestly, <laughs> that's the hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, and um, so your kids have they read your newest book? They have. They read it all along the way as we were developing <laughs> it. They have been there since day one. Before I even knew that this was the topic of my book, they were in the workshops where the book was being developed. They, they've they been at ground zero since day one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And your book, honestly, I think about it. And I know when I write, um, whether my kids know it, like it, or want it, they end up being a central part of the develop development of what my book is about. Um, just yes. because I think you can't help but do that to them a little bit. So it's good. Yeah, to it's our life process. <laughs> yes. They were very cognizant of it, of them being a crucial part. <laughs> <laughs> well, your new book, your fierce life, six simple steps to daily confidence for teens. I would love for you to share just a little bit about it. Um, read, read us a section so we can hear what it sounds like, if that's okay. Perfect. Yes. This is from the very first section on, well, I won't tell you what it's on. You'll find out soon. <laughs> what if I told you that I had something that will make you happier and healthier, make you more positive, gives you higher self-esteem, increases your likability, improves your romantic relationships and friendships, increases the amount of social support you receive, makes you more generous, less jealous, even helps you perform better at work and school by increasing your decision-making capabilities, not to mention reduces your stress and helps you sleep better. Would you want it? If you said yes, then you are in luck. So much research shows that practicing gratitude can do all of these things. 
So I then go on to talk a lot about what it means to actually practice gratitude and how to integrate it into our lives. But that's just a, that's the teaser to help kids open it up and realize like, man, yeah, that that is something I want. How can I, how can I get more of that? I would like this book. (laughs) I'm I'm listening to you thinking I need that. You know, I need that in my life. (laughs) I mean, I often say, I teach what I need. I write about what I need because that's how we reinforce the things that really become crucial in our lives. And that's how I look at parenting as well. As I'm parenting my kids, I'm like, if I'm asking them to do this, how do I do this as well? How do I apply this in my life? And yeah, that's my that's my soapbox. Sorry, I can't stop. No, that's, that's awesome. No, I think that's true. I, I think we can't tell them to do one thing and then choose to do something ourselves differently. You know, because that's right. that really doesn't um, create a bond. It doesn't create any sort of confidence in what you say. So being yeah. able to to do that is really important. You know, um, one thing our listeners won't know is what your acronym or maybe even that there's an acronym to your book. Can you explain that just a little bit? Yes. Your Fierce Life Fierce is an acronym for the six simple steps. And these are six things, and I can run through them really quickly, but you definitely don't get the full weight of what they mean or how to quickly apply them uh, without a little bit more coaching, but it's feel gratitude, I am statements, exercise, read, create, and encourage. And I give in the book six, these six simple steps, a way to get them. Did I miscreate? Did I? Fierce. Feel gratitude. I am statements. Exercise. Read. Create. Did I say that? And encourage. I don't know if okay. I spelled. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. yep. Um, that you can do all six of these things first thing when you wake up in less than five minutes to start your day off on the right foot. And then we talk about how you can grow those things in your life so that you can really be your most confident self. Not just first thing in the morning, but after you know lunchtime at 2 p.m. when you're exhausted and you're tired, how can you pull on some of these six simple steps uh, to continue to motivate you through the rest of the day to be your best self, to show up as who you want to show up as confidently um, and uniquely you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's so powerful. And six steps. I mean, that's such a short amount and yet we forget to do things, right? We forget, you know, how to show up to be ready to take on the world, to take on even just small things sometimes, you know, going to the doctor's office, you, can you be fierce going? Yes, you can. Yes. You know, so those everyday things is, um, it's just really powerful. Yeah. Now, why, yeah. why did you write a book, Erin? Why, why not make a movie or <laughs> else? what led you to this? That's a great question. I have been doing workshops and coaching for, over a decade. I've been educating for over two decades. And when I really thought about how do I translate this message in a way that can live beyond me and go beyond me, a book was just the natural right choice. It's something tangible that... This is a a, kind of a weird way to think about, but should God forbid something happen to me tomorrow where I can't speak or I can't do workshops or I can't um, tell people about the things that are on my heart or the frameworks that I've developed or whatever, this book will live on beyond me and people will be able to point back and like, oh, that's the, that's what she taught, taught about. That's what's important to her. That's um, something that I can hold on to. And so, um, and it can be anywhere. I have uh, 
grandma that lives here in town that sent it to her daughter that lives across the ocean. And she gets to read and think about all the things that I said. And I don't even have to talk to her. I would love to talk to her, but I don't have to, if that doesn't work out, you know what I mean? It's so much more scalable. And, um, and we added, as you know, Dory, some fun coloring pages and activities and things that wouldn't translate necessarily in a movie or a podcast the way they do, uh, in a book. So it's been exciting. Yeah, I think that that tactile, that physical connection with a book is pretty powerful in itself, too. And I yeah. think about, you know, your grandma sending something physical over to, you know, her daughter that she can pick up. And it's like a piece of you is being delivered, even though that you're not there. So, yeah, those are all really great comments. And, yeah, the the long lasting effects of having it there for years and years and years, you know, it's it's amazing. And I know your content will stay uh, timeless. So I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see. We'll see how it bears out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you could have written a book for parents. Why was it that you chose to take the kids a perspective or address them specifically? So teens are my primary audience. Those, I feel a heart connection with my own teenage self, as well as my three daughters. I have an eight, 12 and 15 year old. So I have a very strong connection to making sure that they have something that they can pick up because there's a ton of great literature out there for teens and tweens that they will never read because they pick it up and it looks boring or it's too long or they have so many other things to do. And so my main goal with this first book was to write something where if someone handed it to a middle school student or a high school student, they would look at it and say, oh, that's not too intimidating. And oh, I like the colors and oh, it's interactive. I might actually read this. I might actually spend some time with this. Uh, And that was really the goal. And that's not to say I won't do a book at some point for parents or other people, but I really wanted to make sure that this was a book that, that teens and tweens would really want to interact with. And because my heart is with them, that, that had to be the first thing that I did. Yeah. Yeah. I love that your book, um, I think it's kind of unique in this. So in case people can see this here, um, it's, it is super colorful it's coordinated through the whole book, you know, lots of those colors. But then towards the end, there's actually um, pieces or um, ways that adults can use the book with the kids. And I think that's that's gold, too. So it's really written for the teens, but it has those components that parents can plug in and help them digest and practice some of these things, too. Absolutely. And one of my greatest loves is reading the books that I wish my kids would read that they don't read. (laughs) So I like to pick up books and think like, oh, how can I incorporate this? So that was definitely an impetus behind putting the teacher's guide, the the family guide in the back so that adults could pick it up and say, oh, if my kid won't read this, or maybe my kid's too young for this. My kid's not a teen yet, but I want to make sure by the time they are a teen, they have these six simple steps. I can start working with our family now on how to incorporate these steps as as a group. So yeah, that's why I included those in the back because I did want to make sure that it's not just a one and done. This is not a book that you read and then you're like, oh, that was nice. And you put it away. This is a tool that people can use repeatedly throughout their days, their weeks, their months, their years, their life. Uh, So that was definitely the goal. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And how, how has this changed how you have connected with other people outside of what your, 
your previous business connections were. Has that changed? Yeah. Well, definitely all of my previous business connections showed up and purchased the book, which was really (laughs) helpful in getting it to that bestseller status, which was awesome. Uh, But it really does give a sense of introduction and validity. So often when you meet someone, it takes obviously time to get to know them, to understand them, to feel like you can trust them. When I am able to put in their hands or when they're able to purchase something and read through, there are personal stories of mine in there. There are, it really goes through what I teach and how I teach it. When you're able to see that and spend time with that, then when I have a first meeting with someone, they already have a strong sense of who I am, what I stand for, and whether or not they would want to bring me in to speak or work with them or work with their child. So it really has helped in as a means of introduction in that way. And then also just a means of validity, like, wow, oh, you, you have a book, you wrote a book. That's a big deal. You know, like that's something that a large portion of the population has not done. So that's awesome. Like you spent time, effort, energy, and money to put something out in the world that would be helpful for others. And there's just a real sense of like credibility that comes with that, which is, which is nice because um, the work that I do with teens, I feel like is so life-changing that I'd like to get it in as many hands as possible. So anything I can do to build credibility so that that can be the case um, is super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I don't you haven't been an author for very long yet, but have you had the the situation where teens recognize you because of your book yet? So- I have had several parents who gifted it to their kids and then told them who wrote it. And they're like, oh, she wrote a book. <laughs> like their reaction is so um, just so eff- effusive that uh, there is that there has lots of my oldest daughter's friends. They're so funny. They definitely, they follow me on Instagram and they, I'm like a pseudo celebrity to them. So they're like, oh my gosh, Aaron, you know, or they don't say Aaron. They're like, Adson's mom wrote a book. This is amazing. You know, but I haven't been like noticed off the street or anything like that. It hasn't been like that level yet. Not not yet. Not yet. I think that's coming. But I think, I think it just adds to your sense of expertise for yourself too. You know, it's kind of funny, like we do this for other people, but, but when they start to recognize you as that author who wrote this book, it's something quite different inside you that goes off. Yes. And to be able to write, even just on my little bio author, best-selling author versus blogger or writer, which are still totally valid and amazing, but there's just something that's like, Oh, that's, that's a, a box that I checked or a level that I've achieved or something that, you know, I can put in my, you know, toolbox and just feel really, really awesome about. So, yeah. Yeah. And you feel, I I think I, I almost didn't even have to ask you this. You feel that your book could potentially be generally, generationally changing for families, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> when we're able to, especially at the, the child level, like when our brains are still developing, the, you re- you remember books that you read when you were like 10. Mm. You may not remember what you ate for lunch yesterday, but you remember, you know, you remember not just the story, but you remember the pictures and the feel of those pages. Like I have a certain book that my godfather bought me 
that was about a little bear doing a birthday surprise. It was a little golden book, but it wasn't the full size golden book. It was like a smaller golden book. And the the pages were just a little bit thicker than like most pages. And it had a certain smell. And so there's just something you remember that. And so if I'm able to put something in writing that can have that same visceral reaction from people and then develop their life and their thought process in a way that helps them to be happier and healthier now and later. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. That, that memory, was that one of your favorite books? It was the funny thing is I don't remember the name, but I can remember, (laughs) you know what I mean? I, I remember, I loved reading it. There was something about that book, like the way that the pages turned and smelled and the, and the story, like, I love the idea of little bear, like hiding things from with his grandma, from his mom. So they could have a surprise for the mom. Like there was just something about that story. Like, yes, it was definitely my favorite, but I, I would have to Google and see if I can find it again. Um, (laughs) But it was yeah, I I read it over and over again. I remember who gave it to me. I remember, you know, like all of these things about it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's a really fascinating piece that I I haven't even asked about was, you know, we've talked about parents helping their kids through the the book and reinforcing it. Um, but that connection that occurs when an adult actually spends time in and with a kid or teen um uh, where they're at in that moment. That is huge. And I think, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking back to times snuggled up on the couch with, you know, whether it's my mom or my dad reading. And I, I think that that sense of confidence and safety is, it just opens the doors to so many other opportunities. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. As, and I mean, there's studies that show that. I mean, that, I mean, it's verified by research actually. <laughs> uh, and I, that's one of the things I love. Um, I've heard several parents say they're reading the book, this book with their kids. So they're going through it in this process of developing it for themselves. So um, one of my husband's coworkers said, we read the first chapter and we're doing a chapter a week, which I think is ideal. And I had to go out of town and one of the little uh, hacks for gratitude in the first chapter is about yellow cars. And she texted her daughter and was like, oh my gosh, you'll never believe how many yellow cars we've seen on this trip. Cause her daughter was at home and they were, they were leaving. And what a connection point, right. To be able to know that we've shared, you know, the reading of this together and the discussion of this. And then now we have an extra connection point of something that they will always share. Like that is, they will always share. And I feel like there's something like that in each chapter of the book where it just adds another layer of possible connection with your kiddo and who doesn't want that. Right. 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 You know, the, the yellow tires, what is it called? It's the, what is the car gratitude? I think is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think when, when you start to notice things like that, well, even just, um, everyday activities, I, I'm imagining like a mom talking and reading through that part with their kids. And then it brings up other things, you know, well, whenever I see this, this happens, whenever I see this, you know, and it starts to open those doors up to some of the communication that, that maybe has been brewing in the child's mind or the teen's mind for a long time, but hasn't had an opportunity to really emerge to the point where they're discussing it. Yes. Books do that so much. They provide this third party that is then a part of your family because you experienced it together where, because again, children's minds are developing at such a rapid pace uh, and they don't know 
what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, what's normal, what's not. And, you know, of course you have introverts and extroverts and parents don't know what to ask. And we're busy getting dinner ready and doing all of these things. So books provide that pause to get outside of that relationship for a second, but then facilitate conversations within that. I'm being a little broad in how I describe that, but it's so like, it's such a magical experience that it's hard to put into words sometimes. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot packed in that. And I think really, you know, if we were talking about one specific topic and not just a general book, you can definitely pull those pieces out. Um, But in general, I think books are the door to having those conversations that are just kind of sitting there. And at least for younger kids, um, I know a lot of times identifying even what they're feeling or what they're thinking is really confusing. And I know as as teens, they're developing and have so many more um, conflicts and obstacles, and there's just a lot going on up there or not going on up there. Um, (laughs) And so it it becomes hard. The conversations become tricky because uh, especially if you've got a busy schedule, you're just kind of passing and making sure the other one's okay. And those conversations just sit, you know? So I think books do, they do offer that opportunity for parents and kids just to connect at a higher and deeper level for sure. sure. So, so with your book, I'm just curious if you could, I'm putting you on the spot here and I apologize, but (laughs) (laughs) if there were a couple reasons, let's say two, I'll limit you two reasons why you feel your book needs to be read by every teen parent, what would those two reasons be? First and foremost, we, I want to live in a world where these six habits are being practiced by everyone. Mm -hmm. I want to live in a world where people understand their greatness, where they are effusive with their gratitude and their encouragement, where they are creating things that they are passionate about. So in a selfish way, like that's the world I want to live in, the world where people get what's happening in this book and they're utilizing it in their life. So I think that's just a better world for all of us, which is why I do what I do. Um, So that would be the first reason. And then the second reason is that's the generational piece, right? So if we're, if we as parents are reading these things and understanding these things, and of course I'm a personal development junkie. So I I mean, you name it, you know, I've read it. Max, um, all of a sudden my name is blanking, but Patrick Lincioni and um, all of these amazing thought leaders, um, Adam Grant. And I love all that stuff, but I know everybody doesn't have time to read all those or is not as interested in that. So this is like a really accessible way to take all of this personal development stuff that's out in the world that is research-based and verified and put it into six simple steps. Mm-hmm that can be done um, and then passed along to our kids, to our teens, to, and passed up. It, it really emanates throughout your entire community when you make simple changes. And that's what it's all about. Very simple, small, tiny changes. And when you make those, it impacts your workplace. It impacts your family. It impacts the places you volunteer and the places that you show up. And that's the kind of world I want to live in. So that's yeah. great. That is great. Now, I love that. I love that perspective. And I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's, you know, it's contagious. It's what happens. It just grows and grows and it makes changes. You know, you think about your life when you were younger and how you've tried to give your kids more 
you know, your parents did their very best. You tried to do your very best and it raises something in your life up a notch and you just keep spreading that through. So I think that's, that's amazing. Okay. We are winding down. We've got just a couple minutes left. What are two reasons that experts should have their own kids books? Oh my goodness. And to qualify, everyone is an expert in something. Yes. Right. Agreed. So if you are out there and you have, and you are listening to this, I believe that you do have expertise in something. And the two biggest reasons I would say is because other people can learn from you. And we don't write books to become famous or to make money. That's not, I, I don't think that's ultimately the goal. Some people do get famous and some people do make money. Awesome. We write books because even if only ever one person that I was never able to make contact with was able to read my book, it would be worth it to me that they learned something that they wouldn't have otherwise had the opportunity to learn. So that is an overarching reason for me because there are things inside of each and every individual that need to be shared that might not be able to be shared in any other format. So I love that. Um, And number two, honestly, as someone who loves to accomplish things. It feels like a really big accomplishment. And I just love that. I mean, I love being able to say, I did that thing. It took time and effort and energy and work. And, and I did it. And it wasn't the easiest thing I've ever done, but it also probably won't be the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, I'm raising three daughters, like definitely not the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but it can make a difference. And, and I feel really, uh, there's just a really proud sense of accomplishment. And, you know, some people that may not matter, but um, I bet there's a lot of people that it does matter. Like, wow, that's, that's an accomplishment. And it feels nice to, to accomplish something so big like that. Well, I couldn't agree more. And congratulations on such an amazing book, a number one bestseller on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Your Fierce Life, Six Simple Steps for Daily Confidence for Teens by Aaron Tarr. You should pick it up. You should read it and your kids should read it with you, et cetera. Like everybody (laughs) read it together. So Aaron, I really appreciate your time with us today. And I will have the links down below in the um, description so that you can let people find you and they can read your book. Perfect. Thanks, Dory. Thank you.